Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are talking about Strange World, the latest Disney adventure, which unfortunately did not do very good in the theaters, but it's out on Disney Plus now, and hopefully it'll find a new audience, because honestly, I had a lot of fun with this movie and uh, I had a great time talking about it. Joining me is Wen Lei. It's the first time on the show. We got into a lot of great puzzle pieces. And uh, yeah, that's coming up here in a second. Before we get to it, I do want to remind you, as always, to make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. You can also follow us on social media at PiecingPod and join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. We also have a Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post bonus and advanced content from Piecing It Together, as well as Awesome Movie Year, and from my music career, which, speaking of which, uh, later this week I've got a special bonus episode of Piecing It Together coming out that will be an album-length commentary of my new album, More Content, which uh, people on the Patreon have been hearing songs from, as well as that actual commentary track for a while now. So if you want to, you know, get stuff early, you can check out the Patreon. But uh, we will have that special episode coming up later this week, along with another episode of Piecing It Together coming up later this week. Lots of Piecing It Together coming your way. But uh, yeah, check out the Patreon. Again, it's produced by David Rosen. Patreon.com slash by David Rosen. So let's talk about Strange World. All right, we are going to talk about Strange World, and joining me, we've got Wen Lee with us. Wen, how's it going? Um, I'm doing okay. Texas weather has been uh, unpredictable lately. It's been uh, warm one moment, and then near freezing the next. Mm-hmm. But other than, yeah, other than uh, feeling like um, God or whomever upstairs is really playing Vegas with the uh, climate, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure it's weird for Texas, but it's it's just as nuts here, too. It, it, it's all over the place. But uh, I guess that's a good uh, setup for the movie we're talking about with uh, with these these strange environments and everything we're going into. I feel like we're going to be there like any day now. But uh, before we get too far into the movie, though, uh, it is your first time on the show. Why don't you tell people a little about you and what you do? Okay. Wow. Better uh, start. Um... Once upon a time, there was a little boy. Uh, okay, yeah. not 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 that far back, right? Yeah. Okay, we could start a, li- a little past there. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right. So, uh, well, uh, my name is uh, Nguyen Le, and um, I would say I'm a film critic and at times a uh, cultural journalist as well, if should any appropriate topic arises. Well, I've been doing this for, let me see, nine or maybe even, you know, borderlining like 10 years already. So, yeah, uh, time sure flies when you really look back at that. And my work, Houston Chronicle, Fangoria, Slash Film, Awards Watch, uh, The Spool, Jump Cut Online, so on and so forth. Uh, but other than that, the core of the content that you can see in what I write is just that I really love films. And if it's a film with uh, Asian-centric elements or particularly about uh, Vietnam, I'm I'm your person. I'm, I'm there. And I just hope that... Uh, it's been informative and entertaining, or at the very least, entertaining at the same yeah. time. Other than that, if I'm not writing, I would go out and try and find new places to eat, new uh, boba tea joints to um, nice. try out. And uh, yeah, occasionally I do uh, very, very amateurish cooking as well. Note that I say uh, amateurish, not destructive, because as you can see, um, where I'm at, it hasn't burned down yet. So, <laughs> Well, we got a lot in there. Uh, and by the way, here in Las Vegas, there's a lot of boba tea places, like right in my neighborhood. So, uh, you know, if you ever make your way out here for film festivals or anything like that, there's going to be plenty for you to try. But uh, yeah, I, I, you know what? Let's start this off because, you know, this being, uh, you know, a Disney film, we should get into Disney first before we start getting into puzzle pieces on the movie Strange World specifically. Are you a big Disney fan? I mean, I think you're, you're, the things that I've seen you cover are wide and range, like all over the place. Like, so I'm not quite sure how you fall as far as um, animation wise. Are, are you a, a big fan of Disney films? Well, I can tell you this much. Me being, uh, you know, having spent my formative years uh, in uh, Vietnam, where mm. um, at the time, I would say animation is not that local. Animation is not that, you know, big of a deal yet and when i was when i was born the country was just you know in a period of you know maybe let's open things up a little bit and um welcome material from overseas so mm -hmm. we suddenly have a whole lot of stuff from uh, hollywood coming in uh hollywood action hollywood sci-fi and obviously hollywood animation and speaking of yeah. hollywood animation <laughs> disney has always been large you know like at that time disney is already big so obviously it would really make uh kind of like a big imprint uh over in uh vietnam and uh specifically uh you know vietnamese childhood uh ding ding mm -hmm. this guy included so yes i can tell you that i grew up with the disney films and to say that you know, am I really much like a fan, like head over here for Disney? Not so much, because clearly, if you only love one kind of thing, then you're really, if you only love one tree in the whole forest, you miss out the whole woods, you know, and the whole woods are beautiful. Sure. And, that, and that's, I, I, I absolutely agree with that. Like there's, there's so much out there, but it does feel like Disney is kind of 
taken over a lot of, of everything in entertainment right now, yeah. uh, which makes it all the weirder that this movie is not doing very well because it it feels like it's got all of the elements of something that should have uh, hit. And, you know, I'm not quite sure when I'm going to be posting this episode at the time of recording. I might actually time it for the Disney Plus release uh, because it'll already maybe be gone from the theaters already by the time that uh, we're finished recording here today. But uh, it's just, it's not connecting. And I feel like there's so many angles that that could be kind of uh, attacked from. There's so many things going on here that people just aren't connecting with the movie for whatever reason. Okay, so now I guess I I will put on my journalistic hat and just, you know, uh, ask you, what would you say would be the reason for this uh, as you very eloquently put it, uh, disconnection. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, uh, unfortunately, there's a large segment of the population who maybe is uncomfortable with some of the themes in this movie. And we'll, you know, we are fine with spoilers on this show. Don't worry about uh, spoiling anything. But, you know, uh, our main hero's son, you know, is gay and has a love interest who's a, another boy. And that is a great part of the story. And there's, you know, the fact that I feel like word of mouth has maybe gotten out to the wrong parts of families in America that are just not, you know, okay with that. And I think that really freaking sucks. Uh, a lot of people have also said that this film has just simply not been advertised. And so I feel like we kind of have to go on both angles of that, because even though I certainly saw lots of advertisement for Strange World, I'm wondering if maybe they just like only advertised this to like guys who like weird indie films and <laughs> not to, to families who should have been going to the movie in the first place. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say, yeah, I would say that's a, a you know, a valid, valid perspectives, uh, you know, uh, solid reasonings. Although I would say that, you know, when you say that, uh, you know, it promotes its uh, certain of its uh, themes that uh, certain populations in America find, um, for whatever reason, irksome, I would maybe just, you know, like, if I may, just issue a little correction, like, populations in middle America that find sure. a whole lot of uh, uh, certain things to be pissy about. Um, <laughs> for that, I can't, I can't offer, I can't offer any, you know, uh, words or volume on that, because that is something that I can't change. That is something that right. I... I was just like, well, crap, got to accept it, I guess. Uh, I don't know why you're so vocal about it and you're so acidic in, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, in your volume, but okay, sure. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just not gonna, I'm just not going to comment on that. Not because I don't have anything to say, but it's just that I don't want to, I don't want to provide more ammunition for them to be weird, you know? Yeah, I, I completely understand that. And, and like, you know, we'll get this out of the way right away. I actually really liked this movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. And I think there's so much positive to, uh, to focus on. We're going to start getting into some puzzle pieces now. And uh, I, I think that there is a lot of really fun influences here. And all of that are the reasons why this movie should have succeeded. And hopefully it will find its audience as it, you know, comes home and is on Disney and all that kind of stuff. But um, let's start getting into it. What do you have for your first puzzle piece here? 
Right. So, um, you know, before I get into my puzzle piece, I would say that, yes, I do share your sentiment as well, as in, like, I really love this film. I, I only expected to like it, considering kind of like the weird, uh, ineffective marketing that it has. Mm-hmm. But then again, you know, I guess we also have to factor in that the film was released during a time of big transition, you know, between uh, Iger and uh, JPEG or JPEG right. or whatever, the bad CEO, the, that one. Um yeah, but I love it. I, I love yeah. the film. And I would say right right now, as of this moment, uh, Strange World is in my uh, top 25 films of 2022. But nice. other than that, um, all right. Uh, and also, I really appreciate that you kind of like uh, structured this kind of like a, in a, you know, like a puzzle format because uh, it's really rekindling my love for puzzles. So uh, nice, awesome. But okay, so <laughs> but uh, first piece that I have, I would say, and I apologize as well. It's not a film, but uh, it That's watching okay. Strange World. It reminds me a lot of a game that I like, and uh, a very particular level in a game as well. Um, I was just wondering if you know the game uh, Okami. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, where um, you... I haven't played it since back when it first came out on was it PS2 I think, but PS2, correct? Yes. Yeah. You know, back when I guess um, the Godfather of Resident Evil horror, Shinji Mikami, was still working at a Clover Studio, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong, so uh, please don't quote me on that. But if I had just happened to be right, well, consider that you lost your bet. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. So Okami. The particular level that I want to mention is the one where you have to fight a reanimated suit of armor that's called Mm. Light, if I remember correctly. And, uh, you know, when you get to, uh, this is kind of like at the very, maybe at the very early stretches of the game where you have to control your main character, kind of like a a dog god, Amaterasu, to... uh, Mm to a new level to a to a place called Seian City but you know you've been you've been kind of like hyped up about this place being beautiful being regal and all that sort of stuff but then when you arrive there um it's a city that got shrouded in sickness and in mist because the um the aforementioned enemy the reanimated uh, samurai armor has somehow shrunken itself <laughs> so that it could enter the emperor's body in order to make him sick and make him exhale this sickly mist all around town. And the fact that there are two details in that level that reminds me that, you know, watching Strange World uh, harkens me back to that. It's because, first of all, the mist is green and not just any kind of green, but that very exact green from the uh, electrified Brussels sprouts, Pando. Sure, film. sure. But also, in order to solve the predicament of the place, you have to also shrink yourself down so that you can enter the emperor's body in order to fight that uh, samurai armor just to, you know, uh, sure. save the town. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's great. The, the, I love it. I love it. And I actually have a video game on my list uh, coming up a little later, but uh, I, I, I love that. And it, it, it definitely, um, 
it definitely mirrors that whole thing of like having to go inside and then finding out, you know, in the big, you know, reveal later on that, oh, we're actually inside of this, this creature. And that's, that's, you know, that's why it was, uh, it was sick the whole time. And that's why this is all happening. And so, uh, that's great. And I actually bought the, uh, Okami HD remake, I think on switch and, right. uh, I, I haven't played it yet. Uh, but I want to, I want to play that sometime soon. Uh, cause that game is awesome. So yeah, yeah, no, that, that's a great one. I love it. I love it. Uh, I'll start off with my uh, first piece, which actually, I guess uh, this would probably be the most obvious one, but I figure we might as well get it out of the way. Journey to the Center of the Earth. Of course, the Jules Verne sure. novel, the various movie incarnations of it over the years. I mean, we kind of can't get through this conversation without talking about it, so I thought I'd make it my first one. Uh, hugely influential with going inside into this, like, unexplained world and uh you know full of imagination and uh unique creatures and and vistas and and design for the world itself and uh we've seen this pop up in so many movies over the years i mean just last year we had it with you know godzilla versus kong but uh it's it's something that you know, even though it's been around for so long, it's continuing to inspire so much when it comes to like adventure filmmaking. And, and it's great when you can kind of look to that because it, it really inspires like the most use of, uh, uh, imagination really in, in its, in its, uh, in its designs of its world and of the creatures that inhabit it and be able to, uh, you know, kind of just go out there with it. And so I think it's a fun one whenever it comes up as a puzzle piece. Sure, absolutely. I would uh, I would also, you know, add in the fact that um you know, we have these uh vehicles or maybe just the production design overall of Avalonia. Everything seems to be very bulbous, like mm-hmm. uh clunky in a way, but sure. airy at the same time. So, it's very So yeah, it reminds it reminds me of uh, you know, a whole lot of um how a sketch artist back then would kind of like, oh, what would the future be like? Or it's the kind of like, how would you say it? Kind of like the motif of choice when, uh, you know, you are assigned a task to, okay, um, you got to sketch an, a visual for this Jules Verne material. And it's always something like that. So, yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you got for your next piece? Okay, this is going to sound <laughs> this is going to sound weird because although um this piece is also a family film, but then the only the biggest difference with Strange World is just that it's very it it's R-rated <laughs> in a way. It's um Little Miss Sunshine. Oh nice. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess um other than the fact that um, Little Miss Sunshine is also a, uh, it's a, it, uh, one of the first R-rated films that I've ever seen. But mm. not only that, it's also one of the first um, and very few R-rated films that um, I, I find um, exhilarating to watch. I find satisfying to watch. So watching Strange World, why does it remind me of Little Miss Sunshine? It's just because that um, the idea that um, also something that the film really uh, brings out to the forefront and certain critics say that um, it's a little bit too obvious in that front, but 
okay, I respect their opinion, even though I differ in my expression. Um, the film has no villains. Both films, mm. really, they have no villains. And they are also, uh, uh, to me, they seem to be also um, revolves around this notion that these uh, we have characters that are so different in uh, personalities, that are so different in their um, you know characteristics and ideals and their actions, but then here's a situation where they have to be in service of one another or maybe one particular entity, and by doing that, suddenly they find more about themselves and mm-hmm. A cool thorough line about that is just that in finding more and in understanding more about themselves, suddenly they find that, okay, maybe we're not so different after all. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's a great puzzle piece. And like the, the idea of this, this uh, you know, wacky adventure kind of bringing the family closer together in the long run. And, and uh, you know, I, I like that idea of the uh, the no villains, though. Like, that's something that hadn't really um, I hadn't really thought of that. But that that is a really interesting thing that those two movies do share. And uh, it's just more about them learning to work together and and get through the situation more than anything and uh yeah i think that's a good one and also i guess i would say if i may add that is it's just it's just the fact that um we also we also have um one of our principal characters on the on the journey is also uh, you know identify as um lgbtq uh plus mm-hmm. or uh queer if uh, that's a word uh fitting of use here and uh, however, I would say that, uh, you know, between Steve Carell playing a queer person and mm-hmm. uh, scripted, uh, you know, uh, scripted and delivering what is scripted in that way is not as, you know, not as authentic or not as organic even. Just maybe just organic, not as organic as, you know, um, how... Uh, Jebuki Young White and you know he in this film playing uh, Ethan would uh, yeah. deliver or how the script uh, you know scripted uh, you know Ethan and his very uh, his very again very natural very casual very lived in identity so there's that yeah I, I'll say to that character also like uh, you know aside from uh, the orientation like just as a character uh, is very kind of unique amongst Disney films. Like, I don't think there's really a character that I've seen quite like that in any of these animated movies. And, you know, I thought he was a great character along with all the others. I mean, Jaeger's funny and, you know, (laughs) Dennis Quaid doing his whole thing. And, uh, you know, it's uh, some, it's a good cast of characters, I think. And they're, they're a lot of fun. Um, you know, another one that this kind of goes along with Journey to the Center of the Earth, uh, but also bringing up video games as you did in your first piece. Uh, I was thinking of the recent Jumanji films. Ah. Uh, they they both feel like right in line with this. The the you know a, a wacky, silly family adventure where everybody's got to work together, and you know there's all these over exaggerated dangers and you know animals and creatures and the family getting split up at various different points during the uh, during the adventure is kind of like 
exactly what happens with Jumanji. Like they all have to like kind of split up in order to, uh, you know, solve the whole, the whole adventure and, uh, getting split up, getting back together right at the right moment. So they can all like kind of work together. And, uh, those movies are a lot of fun too. So, uh, it kind of fits right in there. Absolutely. Huh. Jumanji. <laughs> you know, the fact, you know, the fact that, you know, the, uh, the, the world in strange world, it's also, uh, portrayed as kind of like well not jungle like but wooded areas and kind of like a whole lot of uh, vegetation and uh, forestry so uh n- yeah. not forestry just forest <laughs> overall yeah. but uh yeah i would say good call good call on that even though right even on. though we even though we really do have a uh, and this is this is not a complaint by the way um we do have a shortage of green in mm. um the world of strange world but you know i appreciate that so it doesn't really evoke uh jumanji's uh forest slash jungle imagery but (laughs) despite the fact that you know we come to uh realize that oh hey this uh this world is actually just the innards just the insides of a very giant creature at first i was i thought like wow this is like someone Someone went inside a candy store and got tripped out and got so high that they just like (laughs) were inspired by all the designs and all the colors. So I just thought that, oh, hey, that's um, that's a boba tea tree. Um, that's a whole line of um flying uh, Swedish uh, fish, so or something (laughs) like that. You know, maybe I'm being weird, but that doesn't. But I, I didn't say that I was watching this while I'm uh, high on edible or anything like that. But, you know, it's just it, it's just all, all of a sudden like, oh, candy, a whole lot of candies. So. Yeah. Should, should we add Willy Wonka as like a bonus puzzle piece here? Um, just <laughs> I mean, in there. earlier, earlier, I did note down uh, that, you know, one of my pieces uh, would be Willy Wonka. Uh, but uh, but then I was like, oh, I think I got something better. So, OK, scratch cool, that cool. <laughs> well, what do you have for your next piece? I'm feeling like this is this is also a piece that you have as well, but uh, we'll, we'll just see. Osmosis Jones. That's funny. I actually never saw that movie. Um, what? I remember. I remember it very well, and I don't know how I never got around to it. Uh, are you a fan of Osmosis Jones? I know it wasn't exactly uh, very well received when it first came out. Uh... <laughs> Actually, it definitely crossed my mind while making my list. For like, sure. I understand, I understand that it's innovative, but I think overall I'm ambivalent with it because. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing: I know for sure that uh, when I first watched the film uh, on you know HBO back in way back in Vietnam, I know that I was too young to see it. Mm-hmm. Really, so I really, you know, I really didn't catch all the references i was still learning english at that time so was still busy mm-hmm. catching all the references completely missing out all the lewdness of you know bill murray's <laughs> and the Ferrelli brothers sure. gats in there but yeah. um i do remember that uh for quite a while in life the song in the zit was my <laughs> shower song i can tell you that much <laughs> nice so um <laughs> Anyway, the thing is, but that's but none of that is why you know Osmosis Jones is one of my puzzle pieces. What it uh, you know why is it? Because again, it's uh it's about you know entering the body 
and mm-hmm. but uh, obviously Osmosis Jones is a more um, overt and um, obvious way of uh, representing that this body is sick and it's in need of a cure as is yeah. the case with Strange World with you know Pando being actually like a scab or a parasite or a zit that we then decide to oh hey because it brings power let's cultivate the whole thing and let's just make you know the whole creature sicker or something sure. like that so <laughs> yeah so obviously strange world is a less loot version of osmosis jones but then i don't know if it's appropriate to say this or if it's any some sort of like unexpected hot take that i'll deliver but then now that we are talking about it osmosis jones seems to be like it wouldn't like it wouldn't go out of place when you just slap uh you know national lampoons apostrophe s osmosis jones on it and yeah it would fit which you know like for strange world it um the filmmakers didn't uh you know didn't deny the fact that you know they were really inspired by uh, national lampoons vacation so mm. yeah there's that Nice. Yeah. Get, getting some uh, National Lampoon in there, too. I mean, a lot of these uh, a lot of these animated movies are just like these like wacky family adventures, you know, so it, it makes sense. Vacation's an absolute classic. So uh, right. I see that as well. So yeah, they treat me like the mayor and because I'm the <laughs> biggest player. Oh, my gosh. It's so <laughs> it's so bad. Not not bad in terms of quality, but it's just this i feel like i gotta this, watch it one of these days this, yeah this is like an adult swim stuff while i was watching yeah while i was just like what eight or nine or something like that <laughs> but anyway amazing amazing uh i'm gonna combine two movies for my next piece uh i'm okay. gonna go with both avatar and black panther uh you were just talking about the pando which um if if we're talking about pando which is like kind of the main like like uh, I don't want to say export. Like it's the main mineral that this uh, this uh, city is able to like build all of their advanced technology out of. First of all, Pando seems like short for Pandora, where I know, uh, we right? Are, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're 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 getting our unobtainium in Avatar. Uh, but it it in use, it's more like vibranium in Black Panther. This mineral that uh, powers everything in this hugely advanced world. So if you kind of combine both of these stories that have this special mineral that gives the uh, the place all of its power you, you you've got pando from strands strange world so it all kind of like comes together in a way there yeah okay okay i <laughs> okay i can i can see that yeah that. <laughs> absolutely and and also i will add one extra little bit of avatar in here is uh once they do get you know into this this strange world which as we've talked about is actually the inside of this uh this creature um you know, everything in there basically wants to kill and eat you. Um, so that, that's kind of, you know, I think they even say that line in Avatar that, you know, everything here wants to eat you. And so uh, that's And have that's your eyes with jujubes. <laughs> there you like go. That. Oh, my God. Yeah. The, never <laughs> say that film does not have, does not make any cultural footprint, you hear? So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Absolutely. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, my goodness. Um, what do you got for your next one? My next puzzle piece is well, a whole a whole lot of people would say well, it's Disney related, so let's uh, uh, preface with that. Um, 
So a whole lot of people say that you know, with uh, you know the premise, uh, the experience, and maybe even the reception of Strange World itself, um, people say that it reminds them a whole lot of uh, Treasure Planet. Right. But that is not the Disney piece that I remember. Okay. Mine is actually Atlantis: The Lost Empire. Okay. Which I think kind of goes right along with it. Right. And I guess it's just because I see more Atlantis rather than Treasure Planet because if I remember correctly, um our main character in Treasure Planet, he's he's very young. Right? Kind of like around yeah. 14 or 15 years old or something like that. So Searcher has a whole lot of Milo thatch in him, in his mm-hmm. mannerisms, just without the glasses that you know that reminds me a whole lot of again you know atlantis the lost empire also what our directors of strange world uh don hall and uh, queen win uh did mm-hmm. really well kind of like with uh same deal with uh, atlantis which i believe was from uh kirk wise and gary truesdale or trasdale or something like that um it's just that the way that the way that they let the world open itself up and you know um they de-layer the world just to get to the core of it it's on top of the fact that it's really entertaining it's really it feels very cinematic it feels very natural it feels it feels like you're actually going on an adventure with them as well Mm -hmm. the 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 those very those very exact uh sensations that i felt going deeper 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 into uh into strange world and going through the different areas where all of them look so distinct and not only that but then are so um cohesive in design as well it basically it's like this what they do uh the way that they have designed it and uh the way that they have you know the way that they let the uh, the you know the pacing of the discovery unfold it will get to a point where you know if you're if you're a bit uh intensive if you're a bit focused or if you're a bit on the extreme side you can actually kind of like map out provide a map of the whole world basically yeah yeah um not all fantasies can do that even though it really takes you to this place this place this place and this place all of them feel very discreet but for yeah. um, Atlantis, both Atlantis and Strange World, I feel like I feel like I can do that, and I will have kind of like a whole cohesive map in at at the end of it all. If you get what I mean, so yeah, absolutely, and it, it's and it's it's so impressive, really, that 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 they could like they could imprint that on on the viewer given just how weird it all is you know it right. shouldn't it shouldn't work but it, it really kind of does um so yeah I, I i totally see where you're coming from with that i i'm gonna jump right on top with, with another you know m- movie that like deals with that kind of just out of this world um you know bizarre and creative design and all that and this is one that i actually just brought up recently we did a uh, special episode on avatar and uh i feel like it, it applies here as well and that's 1973's fantastic planet the uh, ah. animated french film 
which uh, I, it had to have been a big influence for James Cameron, especially with the big, tall, blue people. But, um, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> just just letting the filmmaker's imagination go as far out there as they could possibly let it go. I mean, some of the just the weirdest stuff you can imagine seeing. And uh, I really appreciate that when a, uh, you know, like you were saying, like we don't get a lot of, uh, you know, genuine fantasy that like, um, you know, like really has a, a big visual point of view that's different from anything else. And, you know, I, I, you know, Avatar for people who love or hate it. I mean, I don't think you can really deny that James Cameron has a vision for that movie and it's, uh, it's very inventive and in everything that it's trying to do. I, I feel you could say that for a lot of the, the best animated movies and, uh, Fantastic Planet, absolutely. And I feel like Strange World is incredibly uh, detailed and imaginative in some of the uh, visual stuff that they cook up here. Absolutely. And they all feel ultimately cute, you know, cuddly. Yeah. Even, yeah. Though, even though I remember watching this with my sister and, um, you know, there's a, there's a certain, there's a part where... Um, Searcher has found a Jaeger and they and basically we were kind of like given an additional tour of the place and um Searcher and uh, Legend the dog the three-legged dog so clumsy so clumsy that creature but <laughs> just adorable um so both of them got dropped into this kind of like big jello-ish uh creature that eventually they ride as a horse so, mm -hmm. you know, when we first see that creature, uh, my sister, my older sister, she said that that looks like a cockroach. <laughs> but but then afterward, you know, it's just like, hey, this is actually pretty cute. And I was like, yeah, I do agree with that, too. So it's um, it looks like a, it looks like a cockroach, but she also wants like a toy of it, like immediately. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, I think, well. Considering considering the reception of the film, I I don't think we're gonna see any brushies of uh, the creatures anytime soon. But you know, I just hope yeah. I just hope that maybe some sort of December Christmas miracle will happen, and then hey, we got a whole lot of uh, you know different creatures to choose from. So yeah, absolutely, because <laughs> and I know that you can't see this, but here's how much I love Raya and the Last Dragon. So, there you go, absolutely. So. <laughs> And this is the same uh, writer as Raya, right? Correct. Same, uh, same co-writer. But then uh, for this project, which he uh, has said publicly that it's one of his dream projects that he realized. And for this one, I think that, you know, it's pretty cool that he kind of like up himself, you know, kind of like elevated himself from a co-writer role and now to a co-director role. Yeah. Well, uh, do you got another puzzle piece you wanted to bring up? Yes, definitely I do. Um, All right. Again, this is another piece that I feel like you you will also have it, <laughs> or at least it's within your field of vision. But the Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. You know what? I did not think of that one, but I can completely see where you're coming from, like immediately, and I'm glad you're bringing it up. Oh, all right. Um. So um. Okay. So my turn to ask you then, like. Why did you feel like I, I would, it's something that I would bring up? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just glad that you did. Like, I, cause it is, um, you know, again, like we're talking about just 
uh, big works of vision. Like, you know, we're talking about something like Fantastic Planet. We're talking about Avatar in this conversation. Uh, even Osmosis Jones to a degree, but, um, (laughs) but just like big works of, of like pure blasts of, of creative vision where like everything is unlike anything that you've seen elsewhere as far as visually is concerned. And Sky Captain definitely, uh, there's not much that looks quite like that. Absolutely. And, um, I guess, um, I guess I would say I brought uh, Sky Captain up because of uh, two reasons. Like, firstly, it's the presence of flight in the, the or the element of light or being aloft in um, in Strange World, and mm-hmm. also going back to going back to a point that I think um, I, I mentioned earlier with you when you referenced uh, Jules Verne, um, mm-hmm. is that everything everything seems Everything seems like the kind of vision that a, a person in the 1920s or 30s would think about the future, where it's not so it's not so far off from the you know uh, bulk, <laughs> bulky and bulbous and designs that they yeah. would commonly associate their technological stuff with, but now it's made very you know made very feathery, made very light and you know, moving at unimaginable speeds, but then mm-hmm. it's just a part of their daily life. So, you know, <laughs> I, um, you know, I especially love the, um, I guess the main claim that um, Callisto, surprisingly voiced by Lucy Liu, um, would, you know, take all of our characters down into uh, the, the heart of uh, Pando when I first saw the thing, I was like, huh, this is reminding me of the Jetsons. But then when we get down to the cave where it's uh, very dark and uh, there's a whole lot of brown and then there's, uh, you know, some uh, lighting from the plane, from the from the vehicle that has to be emitted in order to see the sure. things around. Yeah, yeah. Suddenly I was like, whoosh. Oh, my gosh. Sky captain in the world of tomorrow. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, well, and another thing, like I mean, you were kind of touching on it there, but like, I, I do think that with that Jules Verne, you know, influence, you're looking at a lot of like old school ideas of what sci-fi will be, you know, and and so I think this is kind of trying to almost write a new sci-fi from that point of view of like, oh, we don't have like the last 40, 50 years of science fiction already that have done so many things. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And um, um, the second reason why I brought up Sky Captain is just because of its very pulpy nature. Yeah, like it doesn't it doesn't disguise this film doesn't disguise the fact that maybe it's maybe it's basic, <laughs> maybe it's predictable. Mm-hmm. But then, and this is also why I think um, you know one of the pieces one of the co pieces that you have brought uh, up earlier about avatar i guess why avatar works so well is just because that its story is so simple right its story is literally so simplistic but the benefit of being so is just that um you kind of get the story you kind of get trying to decipher or understand the story out of the way already so that you can have so that you can have some kind of like I would say, uh, quote unquote, brain space mm-hmm. in order just to comprehend and take in the sights of the weird yeah. new world that you're seeing. Yeah. 
this is something that we both can agree on. It's just that it was a world unlike any other. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely a great one to bring up. So I, I'm really glad you did. Um, you you kicked it off with a video game. I'm going to throw a video game in here as a puzzle piece here. All right, well. I am going with Katamari Dharmacy. Uh, <laughs> uh, for people who don't know, this is a game where you're this ball thing that rolls around and just picks up everything it rolls over. And as soon as I saw these rolling bulbous creatures that roll around and suck everybody up into their, uh, I guess inside of themselves, but you know, they grow to include them in their, uh, I don't even know how to put it. That, that game is just so freaking weird weird and these creatures are so weird and so it was something that i thought of like pretty much immediately while watching this movie <laughs> are you a fan of that game i'm taking it <laughs> and i guess i guess what i you know what i really like about you know our 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 discussion or our puzzling business that are going on so far is that all the uh, if we if we have made a reference to any game it would always be from japan or from japanese development yeah sure <laughs> that is true <laughs> now again katamari how how did you this because this feels like a very kind of like obscure nerdy reference here for me really so so when did you first play it then could you can you tell me more about it? Gosh, I I, I don't know cuz yeah, it was a really weird game when that like made its way over here and uh I've I've always been like, you know, obviously with structuring my podcast around puzzles, I've always been a fan of like puzzle games and like uh you know, more like arcade style like, you know, kind of just like quirky games, you know, and uh so 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 that game just really like lands strictly in my my wheelhouse. There's like another game that I play on my phone all the time where you're just a hole and you just like you drag the hole around and everything falls into it. Like I love those kind of games where you're kind of just uh destroying the environment and there's no actual goal like maybe score or whatever but like just simple games like that you know and you can just kind of like roll around and do whatever and uh i've always been a fan of those kind of games and i know they're, they're not particularly the most popular but uh that that one is really fun right 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 yeah cool <laughs> so do you have uh, another piece well again this might be this might be obvious but then it was also uh special for me because again uh it was something that I uh, I watched very um, early in my in my life, and then you know it made a big impression on me. It was kind of like the defining uh, totem or item of you know like this is how all exploration movies should be from now on. Thank you very much, mm -hmm. uh, King Kong. Oh hell yeah, I love King Kong. Yeah, even the. Um, even the uh, 2005 version with uh, Peter Jackson, mm -hmm. man, I remember watching it, buying tickets for it for the midnight show. I didn't, I didn't get out of the theater until 1 a.m. Yeah. So, but it was just like, I'm not sleeping. This is so cool. Can't sleep. Let's go and find something to eat. Yeah, and something like that, you know. But anyway, yeah, um, King Kong and Strange World. I mean, it's. Um, again, it's it feels it feels very obvious, and uh, also if you have checked out the uh, you know interviews with the creators, King Kong is, was also one of the big influences with uh, for the film. But I guess the thing 
I guess the thing that uh, you know made me make King Kong my piece for Strange World is is that um, again it has to do with it has to do with a whole lot of you know the the designs of the world and the fact that and the fact that you know at the end at the end of the discovery um, the discoverers have to contend with you know the purpose of their discovering pretty much yeah, yeah. like um why did i do this or why have i done this or is it worth exploring mm-hmm. why do you explore do you explore just for your uh just for egotistical reasons just because it's another achievement that you must get to satisfy your endless wall of achievements or do you want to leave some sort of legacy that is useful? Yeah. No, I, I think I think absolutely. I mean, you know, you got that the Skull Island thing. And I, I have a feeling like, you know, I know there's been some uh some news lately of legendary entertainment and uh and you know, all of that like changing ownerships, going to Sony or whatever. So who knows what's happening with the current monster verse. But I do think that, you know, the continuing adventures of King Kong are going to maybe go into the uh, hollow earth some more. And so we're gonna see some more uh stuff that is just as imagine imaginative as what we got here. But even going back to the original, original uh, King Kong, you know, like going going to this, uh, going to Skull Island and there being all these creatures and, uh, you know, like you were just saying about like, you know, dealing with whether or not going there in the first place was the right thing to do or not. And uh, th- there's, a, there's a lot of connections that could be made there. So, I, yeah, I think it's a great one. And I do love King Kong. I'm fully a uh, King Kong guy myself. (laughs) (laughs) I will go with, this is kind of just a, this one's not really a puzzle piece in the sense of something that may have inspired this, but more of like a companion piece in a way. Um, I just felt like it needed to be said. Uh, I was not a big fan of Lightyear earlier this year. I felt like this would have been a much better standalone Buzz Lightyear adventure. Um, if the character here was Buzz Lightyear and he had to learn to, you know, work with his family and, you know, all, all the stuff, all the lessons that we learn here, I thought it would have just been a much more fun version of what we could have done with that character from Toy Story. And so I, I feel like this could have been Lightyear. I feel like it could have been a much better one. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, the, I guess, I guess the really, I guess the really sad thing about Lightyear is just that, um, it's gorgeous. It's so oh, gorgeous yeah, to is. look at, but it just doesn't do anything for me because I guess while watching Lightyear, all I could remember was the kind of you know convoluted explanation that they have to deliver in order to you know validate the existence of the idea, and it was just like, man, that's that's too much. Yeah. That's nothing worth exploring, or if it or if. Uh, if it's even something that's worth exploring, it's just going around in circles. Yeah. Like you put me on a ship and you put me on a strange planet and you all you're letting me doing is just flying around that little space in a figure of eight. Yeah. And at you. It was um so yeah, I I think I do I think I do agree with you on that. Um you know the fact that, you know, um like you should have just been more of a discreet um entity than rather than trying to loop it back to 
you know, um, you know, memories of memories of Andy or whatever they were trying to cook up. I can't. I I I, I have forgotten already. It's all a buzz <laughs> in my head right now. No pun intended. Um, but actually, now that you mention it, it was just flashing into my head right now, kind of like a fantastical uh, dream version of what if strange world, same idea, same directors, but with the resources and the very distinct attention to detail from Pixar people. Oh, yeah, right. What would that be like? Absolutely. I, I completely agree. And by the way, I, you know, just as a quick tangent, quick aside before we continue, uh, since we're talking about that, um, my, my biggest criticism of Strange World, uh, and I mentioned this in my letterbox review, but like we, we get that introduction where it's hand-drawn 2D animation and it looks so cool. And, and, and right. then we go into modern 3D Disney animation style and it looks good, but man, would I love this movie if it was fully 2D, you know, drawn like that. I, I think it would have, it, it maybe would have made, you know, like you said, it's in your top 25. It might be in my top 25 right now. Um, maybe even top 10 or something. That's how much I love the look of the, uh, that opening sequence. Uh, and I just wish that, like you said, with the resources and whatnot, like I wish that they maybe could have gone a little further with the look of the whole thing. I mean, like you, I have very, I have great fondness for the, um, the you know, the flat, but not flat yeah. world of 2D animation. And <laughs> yeah, it's just, but, you know, its application there is also... Now, in retrospect, it's actually a very melancholy sequence for me. Mm. And um, because even though it looks really stunning, the where the 2D animation has been applied to the story, you know, just talking about, you know, Jaeger clay, kind of like the, you know, a truncated version of uh, Jaeger clay's stories and his achievements, it was about history you know it was about ancient history mm. recent to ancient history so and by using 2d animation there it feels like you know this is the kind of art form that we would use to describe history yeah never the present never the future always history so 2d animation as great as it is and as kind of like lovingly um commented upon by us right now it feels like it's only now appropriate to address it as a relic yeah so absolutely and of course which is which is absolutely unfortunate yes it absolutely is yeah and but man does it look good for that for that moment <laughs> but uh yeah i i only have one more puzzle piece after that so uh do you have any more pieces you wanted to bring up um, I, I don't, my, my little bag, uh, ran All out, right. it's, uh, flopping and it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, um, you know, it's flopping there right you now. Go. So absolutely. What do you have? Yeah, my last one. Yeah, it actually, and it goes right along to what we're talking about there with, with the, uh, the animation and, uh, I, I couldn't think of the perfect version of this. I went with never ending story. Um, I was trying to think of something. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I was trying to think of something where the whole thing has a framing device of it all being read from a book. And of course, at the very end, we see the comic book pages close. And, uh, you know, this this is like a classic adventure story. And like I was just saying, that, that opening being in the classic old school 2D. So, like, that even drives that 
point home even further that this is like one of these old classic adventures that we're just reading, you know, that that's kind of like what's happening, what's unfolding uh, here on screen. And so, I mean, Never Ending Story does seem like a really fun version of that. So uh, I figured why not go with that one? Wow. I think I'm kind of... I'm kind of speechless here because I know that is such a good puzzle. Uh, <laughs> that seems like a property uh, that we'll probably see a legacy sequel for like any minute now. Probably announced at like the next Comic Con event or something like that. But uh, yeah, I, I think that uh, that does it for our list here. I will uh, read down our list of puzzle pieces and we'll get into some closing thoughts. We talked about Okami, Journey to the Center of the Earth, Little Miss Sunshine, Jumanji, Willy Wonka we threw in there, uh, Osmosis Jones, Avatar, uh, Black Panther, Atlantis, The Lost Empire, Fantastic Planet, Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow, Katamari Damacy, King Kong, Lightyear, and The NeverEnding Story. A wild list of puzzle pieces, honestly, but... Uh, I guess you could say imagination is what ties them all together. Would you say that's a pretty accurate description? Yeah, I would absolutely say so. And I would maybe even throw in this very uh, corporate uh, kind of like statement as well. The more puzzle pieces we have, the more valuable the, uh, the puzzle. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Wow, that's <laughs> very extortionist. <laughs> I'll take it. I, I, I think it works. I think it works. But uh, yeah, do you have any uh, any other closing thoughts? Anything we didn't quite get to while going through the puzzle pieces here? It's sad really seeing how um seeing how people approach a uh, strange world um just to kind of uh and from there seeing that uh you know all of all of uh, certain people's fears are true about um moviegoers or you know just a general appreciators of uh, creativity in general they have become lesser and lesser curious yeah. by the hour um but otherwise strange world is every bit just like your usual classic disney adventure the kind of disney adventure that at a certain point i guess uh in time people were kind of like clamoring and uh, lamenting for it they were wondering why hey why why aren't disney doing these kind of stories anymore so there we go. Strange World is yeah. one, but it's here. Look at how look at how you are look at how you're receiving it. So yeah, I completely agree, and uh, I do hope that uh, the audience maybe opens up a little more once it uh, once it's on streaming. But I guess we will see what happens with that. But uh, yeah, that does it for Strange World. Um, is there another movie you watched recently you'd like to recommend to our listeners? So I. I don't think that I've seen, I don't think I've seen kind of like a, anything new, but I've been, you know, re-watching films that people have uh, seemed to have forgotten, quote-unquote, forgotten about. And um, it's this horror film that made a big splash in Taiwan, and now it's available on Netflix. It's called Incantation. I, I don't think I've heard of this. Basically... It's a found footage film, very atmospheric found footage film. I made the horrible decision of watching it at midnight, <laughs> thinking it was like, oh, it's okay. Uh, what? Found footage? I'm, I'm, I'm game. I'm okay with yeah. that. But man, watching it at midnight and then afterward, I was like, 
So should I sleep with the lights on or should I not sleep at all? The stills on Google because... alone are enough to uh, creep you out. Sure. Yeah, it was. So it's pretty freaky. It's not, it's not without flaws. It's not without very, very obvious flaws. But what I also really like about, um, I guess, what I really love, love, not like, what I love about Incantation is that it offers a very, very novel, to me, a very novel um, kind of like perspective, kind of a novel answer on why the footage gets found. Mm, okay. I mean, if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but, you know, just um, yeah. uh, watch it, be curious, don't be afraid of the subtitles, it's just one inch high, <laughs> okay. Yes, absolutely. It would, make a, it would make for a really fun... Night. Yeah, this might have to go on my year-end uh, catch-up list because uh, it, it it looks creepy as hell. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Great recommendation. Then I'm looking forward to it. Uh, when tell people where they can find you and your work again. Um. So, uh, right now, uh, people can find me on uh Twitter. Yeah, I'm 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 still on Twitter. I I don't know if I'm gonna let that go. <laughs> But if I really have to let it go, I'll let it go on the fly. But for now, I'm still on yeah. there. And then you can find me at NLE318. Um, I'm also on Facebook. Now, um, Facebook is not all that better than Twitter. Right. But I can't let that go because uh, some of my family members are on there. And it's, uh, in a sense, it's the uh, Vietnamese go-to mm. kind of like social media. And, uh, you know, the most popular or the first one to made it there. I, I don't know. But anyway, I feel like it's the Jewish go to, too, for all my family members. <laughs> Same difference. Oh, my God. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's just that I think it's not so far off to say that, you know, all Asian kids have or most Asian kids have Facebook. So mine is win dot L.E. That's N.G.U.Y.E.N. dot L.E. dot three, three, four. I'm also on Hive Social as well, which is this very uh, cute, but even though it's really in the early working stages, but I think, I think I'm having a great time with it so far. I'm also on it as NLE318. And uh, yeah, other than that, I, the thing is, because I jump around a lot, I don't have a, really, uh, I don't have a particular outlet that you can find me, but um, if I think for now, if you pop on to the spool, either the spool, jump cut online of Angoria, I'm I'm there. Like uh, fr uh, frequent playgrounds, if that makes sense. Absolutely, so. yeah. Everybody follow when I, I always enjoy your reviews. So, uh, and I'm, hopefully, we will get you back on the podcast again sometime soon. No, thank you so much. What's up, listeners? Force 5 is a show about movie-related top 5 lists, hosted by me, Blacklist screenwriter and ex-video store cinephile Jason Kleberg. I have a new guest on each week and the guest gets to pick the topic. Past guests have included film directors, screenwriters, actors, critics, comedians, rappers, artists, and other podcasters. Love or hate our picks, you're guaranteed to walk away thinking, what would be on my list? Search Force 5 wherever you get your pods or head to force5podcast.com. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about Strange World. Thanks to Wen Lee for joining me on that one, and thank you to all of you for listening. If you're enjoying what we do here on Piecing It Together, make sure you're subscribed wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And if you're really enjoying it, 
uh, maybe a five-star rating and review would be nice. I'd really appreciate that. It, of course, you know, gets the show seen by more people and, of course, helps to let the people who give me access to seeing these movies, uh, you know, lets them know that people are out there listening. So I do appreciate it when you drop those five-star ratings and reviews. Of course, you could also follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join the Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. And check out the Patreon I told you about. Lots of stuff out there surrounding the podcast. And there will be a lot more in the new year, 2023. I got a lot of plans coming. Stay tuned. They're coming. Uh, But right now, first things first, I got a lot of episodes to post, a lot of movies to cover, and I got to promote my new album, More Content. It comes out December 30th. Like I said at the top of the episode, I've got a special episode that is uh, uh, an album length commentary track of me talking over the songs telling the stories behind the songs uh, that'll be hitting the piecing it together feed but the album will be on streaming and everywhere else on december 30th there is a limited edition cd copy of the album available on Bandcamp and cd baby uh so check that out i hope you guys do decide to check it out i uh have spent the whole year working on this thing and i'm so proud of it and uh I think you're going to enjoy it if you like the music I play at the end of these episodes. And speaking of that music, let's close this episode out with a piece of my music. I'm not going to go with one for more content. I'll be playing that later this week. Uh, But I am going to go with a song called Forgotten World, because that feels like a perfect fit for Strange World. And uh, this was from a free bonus album of all, like, b-side cut tracks from my first album echoes in the dark this uh, free album was called further into the dark and is available for free on my Bandcamp profile where like i said you can buy the new album more content if you'd like but you could also get this album for free so check it out again this is called forgotten world we'll be back with more piecing it together real soon
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.